Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. This is our 29th episode, and today we're doing kind of like a grab bag of advice. Yeah, we have a, we have beauty questions, we have friendship questions, we have, we have all sorts of questions, adulting questions. We've got it all. Yeah. So, oh, we didn't even say our names. I'm Grace Atwood, and I'm Becca Freeman, and we're excited to chat with you guys. Yes. Um, first, we're gonna do our highs and lows. Becca, what was the best part of your week? I had a really good week. I was having trouble narrowing in on anything specific, but I'm really vibing with the fact that it's nice fall weather in New York. It finally got cool. It's too cool. I'm under a blanket right now. It's a little cold today, but it's like, this is my favorite time of year weather-wise. I would agree with you there. For like the two weeks where it's perfect. So I'm just, I'm like very into, I'm having a very cozy feeling. I'm a home buddy and I don't feel guilty about it. And I'm just like, burning a lot of candles and knitting and like really living my best fall life. I love that. Yeah. What's your high? So I have two. Um, The first was that this week I had a personal organizer come to my um, closets and like go through everything. You were talking about that last week. So look over there. I have about 20 piles of clothing that I'm going to be selling. I'm working with the real, real and with Crossroads and I'm going to take all that money and donate it like to do something good. But um, it's a lot of stuff. You and guys, this pile is so it's intense. It's a mountain. It's the most intense pile of clothing ever. Where so, was all of this hiding? Do you own any things anymore? No, I, I have like two shirts and two pairs of jeans now. No, That's I have not true. My whole big closet is still full, but there's like space in it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's so nice. Um, so it, we made some really tough decisions. Like she would like hover over me and she'd be, I'd be like, I don't know. I love that. I like this dress a lot. She like, she'd be like, but do you love it? And I was like, no. So I like it's really good though. And then, um, are you gonna have are you gonna have regrets about this? Because I'm the person that gets rid of something, and then five years later, I have it will come back into style, or I'll want something that I haven't yeah. worn in forever, and I'll be like, oh, I wish I still had that. Yeah. Um. I think we'll see. I don't think I honestly like. I did find that I think I accidentally gave away one of my favorite pairs of Levi's, so I have to go back through the bag and make sure that I don't Uh-oh. give that away. Are so, you going to take stuff out of the to donate no, pile? No, no. Well, tomorrow when we go through the re- the real real like goes through the piles to like get the real good stuff out, and then I'm going to have the rest go to Crossroads. Um, so I think that it's just um, it'll be fine. Like it'll be fine. It'll just be that one pair of jeans. But, um, and I did get, I'm just going to say this now, I got a lot of readers asking me, why aren't you doing a closet sale instead? You guys, that's my worst nightmare. There's 20 huge bags of clothing, like to individually list and try and sell and ship every single one of those items would make, it would, I'd have to stop blogging and podcasting for a month to do this. It would be a full-time job. So sorry, but, um, I'm excited to donate the money to something good. Cool. What was your other high? Um, my other high was I went up to Bedford um, yesterday night. Um, my friend Deirdre just moved there, and we had the nicest time. It's so cozy and cute up there. It's like you're in the country, but it's only an hour away on the train. Um, it was just so nice. We did like a lot of things with her little girl Daphne, and we went to a nice dinner, and we made a fire, and we sat around. Like Daphne is hilarious. She was like telling us the most like darkest ghost stories like oh gosh she is so cute and has the darkest sense like uh, the darkest imagination she was telling us about like this little horror story and she's like and then the 
the mother died. And then she's like, and then the mother was replaced with eight, with two dads. Like, she, and and then she was like, and then, like she she told this whole story where everyone in the book, I mean, in the, in the story, turned out to be an alien. And then the little boy realized he had a zipper on his back, and he t- he unpeeled the zipper, and he realized he was an alien too. I was hey, like, maybe in. 15 years we're gonna still be doing this podcast and she's gonna have written a great YA book a dystopian future book I think she will she's gonna be a guest and like she's six years old and she's a great artist and also a great storyteller so I'm like dear please write all these stories down and like maybe she'll write a book one day great can't wait to have Daphne as a podcast guest in 2030 (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so anyways what about Lowe's uh you have a big low. It's I have a really saga. funny but sad. I have a saga. So last week on the podcast, I was saying that I was thinking about doing the whole 30. And so many listeners uh, DM'd me or asked me in the Facebook group if I was actually doing it. And my answer was, no, I am not. So what happened was, is that last weekend, I was all ready to maybe not do the whole 30, but to like eat better and to do a lot of meal prep and to like get my act together on the food front. And so on Saturday, I went and ran all my errands. I went to Whole Foods. I bought all of these groceries. I spent probably two or three hours meal prepping and and making things for the week that were all like good, healthy things to have on hand. I was feeling very self-righteous. I was like very, very proud of myself. And then I woke up Sunday morning and my refrigerator had broken. So bad. So I had to throw all of it out, which shopping at Whole Foods was very expensive. And then also all of the time that I put into making everything, I was so pissed off. And then I couldn't get a hold of my landlord for like, I don't know, like 36 hours. So I didn't have a fridge all week, which then I was like, well... I can't have anything perishable in the house. So I either need to like get things from outside that like don't have any leftovers or I need to cook things that aren't refrigerated. Like this is, it it was. What a mess. It was the worst. I finally got a new fridge on Thursday and then I went grocery shopping. Today's Sunday. I went grocery shopping earlier today. And so I'm like ready to start again. Yeah. But I'm a little frustrated. I was like, it's kind of funny. Like, I tried to go on a diet, and my refrigerator was like, nope, see ya. I'm out. It's the universe telling you you don't need to go on a diet. Ugh, I need to get my eating habits in check. I feel like I've been really bad about not eating healthy and not cooking for myself. So I need to get back on track. I'm right there with you. I um, have been eating terribly and spending a lot of money eating out. Like this past week, I just had so many different dinners with friends. And I was like, holy shit, I have spent so much money on food this week. Bad. So hopefully my new refrigerator is nicer, actually. So that's a plus. Oh, that's great. But oh, my gosh, I was so angry about this whole ordeal. Yeah. The only bright spot was like, I was like, well, this will make a great low for the podcast. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) That Oh, my God. The only silver lining. Oh, my God. Tell me about your low. So I seem to have developed leprosy. 
Um, oh. My skin is like falling off my face. It's just so tight and like dry and like no amount of moisturizer that I put on it will help. So tonight when you leave, I'm going to like take a bath and do like a double masking situation. Ooh. I'm going to use one of those exfoliating masks and then the Clark's Botanicals um, deep moisture mask, which is like a cloud for your face. Now does your skin always get this way when the seasons change? It does, but I think it's worse because I um, recently started, I made this custom um, serum with SkinCeuticals and they were like, oh, would you want to add retinol to it? And I was like, yeah. And I really like it, but it's um, the first month that you use retinol, your skin really dries out even more and like it purges. So I'm like breaking out, it's dry and it start. it's just like, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot happening here. You know what you should use? What? One of those face mists you love. I do. I actually do. I put face mist on before you came, and then I covered myself in the Dr. Bader cream, which is like the only thing that helps right now. I'm only bitter about face mist because in all of the years that I worked with Grace, she I would love mist mists. attack everyone. She would just, without asking you, just I was just spray trying to your refresh face. you. Calm down. It was not refreshing. <laughs> it was vaguely terrifying. I'm traumatized by face mist. Well, it just shows you have no sense of humor. (laughs) I don't even know how to reply. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I no longer spray Becca with face mist because it hurts her feelings. Well, just ask for my permission first. That's true. That's a better way to approach it. So should we talk about um, our sponsor? Yeah. Before we get into our questions, let's talk about Lola. Let's talk about Lola. So we are both obviously... Big fans of Lola. Becca used to work there, and we've both been users from day one. When I found out, day one, yeah. When I found out you were going to work there, I immediately subscribed, and um, it's just been a love affair ever since. Yes. So what's Lola? It is our go-to brand for all things period-related, and now they have sexual health products too. So Lola offers tampons, pads, and liners made with 100% organic cotton. With the tampons, you can get a plastic applicator, cardboard applicator, or non-applicator. So kind of choose your own adventure situation. And I really like their new cleansing wipes that they have. Um, They're supposed to be for post-sex, but I think they're also really good for just on the go. They're good for like after yoga or even if you're on an airplane and like want to just like wipe down your hands or like anything. Yeah. And they don't say like sex wipes on them or anything. So they're just like wipes. So at first I was like, what am I going to do with sex wipes? And then I was like, oh, they're actually great for after yoga. I'm going to put them in my bag and bring them everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. Um, so what's really great about Lola is their products are all natural. It's really scary because the FDA does not require brands to disclose any sort of list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most brands don't. Yeah. So major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products. Usually it's rayon and polyester, but you never know what chemical additives you're getting. And they're feminine care products can be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrance, dyes. Like, it's just not stuff that I want to put in my vagina, personally. Yeah, I like to keep my vagina chemical-free. Yeah. So Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their feminine care products, and their tampons, pads, and liners are all made with 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals. So... Yeah, and better yet, they're founded by women for women, and we love the subscription model and the minimal packaging. Um, Yeah, no hot pink box. Yeah, I'm like a very much, I don't like anything that's ugly to be in my apartment, so it's really nice just having a pretty white box. Yeah, and I love that it comes to my door so I don't have to remember that it's coming. I never, I'm 
32 years old and I never remember when I'm going to get my period. So it's nice that the products come so I don't have to like make that mad dash to the drugstore when I get my period and don't have any products on hand. Exactly. So if you would also like to become a Lola customer, which we highly recommend, uh, you can get 40% off your first subscription order at www.mylola.com and enter the code BOP at checkout. So again, that's 40% off your first subscription order when you visit mylola.com and enter the code BOP at checkout. Yeah. Happy, have a happier period. Yeah. So happier periods. And now we're going to get into questions. We're good at transitions. Oh, we're so good at transitions. We're like podcasting experts. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not quite. We're working on it, though. Um, So the first question that we got was a question that I get asked a lot, and it's, um, what are your favorite Holy Grail products and purchases of all time that were $30 and under? So I took this to mean beauty products. I did, too. I didn't – I mean, I can talk about, like – random shit like my little metal metal foldable straw from Amazon that was oh, yeah. 15 bucks that I take everywhere. But I think beauty products is probably more interesting. Yeah, I mean like Tyrion's cat treats are under $30 and they make him so happy. Iced coffee and LaCroix is under $30 and like we, I we run will on be that. here all day talking about under $30 items. So we're going to stick to beauty. Okay. So, uh I think we have a little bit of overlap on the first one. So, first one is Embryolise. Oh, it's so good and I started using it because like every single makeup artist, anytime I've had Mm -hmm. my makeup done, uses that kind of like as a primer before they do your makeup. Yeah. So Embryolise, if you haven't heard of it, is a French skincare brand that they sell in drugstores in France. And it's pretty common in the U.S. now. Like I know Birchbox sells it. I think they have the little ones at Sephora. Yeah. Uh, It's pretty easy to get here. It's not like. Yeah. I saw it at Dwayne Reed once. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Amazon has it. And it's just a great moisturizer. Like, mm-hmm. my, I have very sensitive skin, so I'm always nervous about new things. But it's, like, very gentle, does a good job moisturizing, like, is great. Yeah. My second one is also a French pharmacy product. You so, love this. I bought you, like, four bottles of it Yeah, when I went to Paris. I love Bioderma. So it's a micellar water that um, I use to take off my makeup. And... I like to get somebody, if I know somebody who's going to France, I like to get it from France because I'm convinced that it's formulated differently. Yeah. But you can get it in the U.S. Yeah. Again, like, it's pretty broadly available. So... And Garnier has a version that looks just like it. I've never tried that one. I'm so loyal to Bioderma. All I use is Bioderma. Okay. But it's fairly inexpensive, even for, like, a big bottle, and it lasts forever. And, again, it's so gentle, and I'm, like very very loyal to this product for like I don't know for like the past like seven years she's been years using it forever. for as long as I've known her yeah she loves it okay the next thing is I picked four so I have two more things so the next thing I talked about in like one of our very earliest episodes so Origins Peace of Mind oh you got me addicted to this it's so good it's this peppermint essential oil cream that you put on your temples and then you inhale and first of all it's really relaxing so if I'm ever really stressed I really like the experience but it also helps with headaches so if you ever get like eye headaches from looking at the computer or um just like tension headaches like it actually peppermint oil is actually like a very good natural remedy um I mean I'm not gonna say that it's gonna get rid of your migraines but like I always like to try it first before I pop a painkiller And so I always have this with me. I have one 
in my purse and then I have one at home. Like I am, I love this product and it's so inexpensive. It's so, the other thing that's really funny is I've been using this product for forever. I'm definitely a habity creature. And when I mentioned it on the podcast, my childhood best friend uh, sent me a DM and she was like, this is hilarious that you still use this because I was using it when we were like 14. That's so funny. And she's like, this and the Fiorucci perfume will forever remind me of you. Did you have that perfume? No. It was like in a clear bottle and it had hot pink angel wings on it. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I'm sure that it smelled like loved it. I loved cotton it. candy or something disgusting. I loved Elizabeth Arden Sunflowers and CK1. Ooh. Yeah, I had two. I had a wardrobe. Ooh. Um, speaking of Elizabeth Arden, my last product that is under $30 is I love Elizabeth Arden 8-Hour Cream. So it's basically like Vaseline. <laughs> like that's it's basically the, Vaseline. That's, that's the, the perfect way to describe it. See of it, um, but it's really good if you have dry patches of skin, or sometimes I just put it all over my entire face in the winter before I go to bed if I'm like feeling really parched. So it's like a all around wonder product that you can kind of like use for anything. If it's you have really a burn, good. you can put it on it. Yeah, like, it's just like a good. It's great on your feet too. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, what are yours? Okay, so I had a handful as well. So I started Embryo Lease is also on my list. Um, a big one that I love is Walita Skin Food. Um, so I used to use that like on dry spots, like on my elbows or feet, kind of like one would use um, Elizabeth Arden's 8-Hour Cream. And then I read a feature on Into the Gloss where they likened it to the natural and affordable version of La Mer. And oh. I have to tell you, like, I... I was like, huh, that's interesting. So I was like a little bit, I was having a dry skin day or whatever, and I just decided to slather it on all over my face and see what happened. And going onto my face, it felt like La Mer. Like, you know how you have to warm up La Mer before you put it on your skin, and it just kind of like, it's I'm got not this fancy interesting. Enough. I've never oh. tried La Mer. Oh, it's really nice. But Walita Skin Food is. Honestly, it's just like the original La Mer. Not the soft cream, but like the original, like really thick one. So what's the consistency? Is it like coconut oil kind of where you have to warm it up? Or is it like Vaseline? Like what no, is it? No, it's like, it's just like a really, really thick, oily um, cream. Interesting. And it does not make me break out. It, um, My skin was like glowing and soft the next day when I put it on. I'm going to use it tonight actually once I finish my double masking routine because it's just like so, so hydrating. Ooh, I don't know if this is under $30. Um, the other thing I was going to say that's under $30, it's changed my life, is Olaplex. Yeah, it's $28. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm going to go home and do yeah. tonight. I'm going to go home and do a hair mask. But Olaplex is like a bond-building hair mask. And I like fundamentally think it has changed my hair and the health of my hair. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. It's but okay. you were talking about your plans tonight. And I was like, yeah. I think my plans tonight are under $30 too. Well, my other thing is um, everyday oil. Everyday Oil is this amazing all-natural organic oil. It smells like Palo Santo. You can use it on your face. You can use it on your hair. You can use it on your body, kind of everywhere. It's so great. It smells so, so good. I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. And then um, the other thing is the Seaweed Bath Company, pretty much everything that they make. They're sold at Target and on Amazon, too. And they have a really great face scrub. They have a great body scrub, a great body cream, like all of their products are amazing and they're natural. Um, but I have actually a huge post about affordable skincare on my blog. So if you go there and just type in affordable skincare, it's the first thing that pops up. Hmm. Um, oh, and the other thing that is my under $30 obsession is 
the Kaya Naturals turmeric bath soak. Um, it's like incredible and it's fourteen dollars. I mean, it's fourteen dollars for one bath, so that's kind of expensive. Yeah, but a it's pricey. a great detox. But she said under thirty in Holy Grail. Yeah. So no, you're yeah. sticking to the rules. Yeah, it's a technicality. Yeah, it's just a really nice bath. I love it. So our next question, do you want to read it? Yes. So the next question was asking us how we feel about living alone and if we like it. So I love living alone and will never live with a roommate ever again besides Tyrion and maybe a boyfriend if I ever get one. Um, I am very particular. Um, I just like things the way that I like them. I love coming home and knowing that like the apartment is empty and I can like curl up and just like watch a movie or read a book and not worry about like what someone else wants to do or have someone try and talk to me. Um, I love living alone. Me too. So I lived alone before I moved to New York. When I lived in San Francisco, I lived by myself in a little studio apartment. And then when I moved here, I was like, well, I can't go back and have roommates now. So I just need to suck it up. And even though it's expensive in New York and I moved here, I was like 26 and making no money. I can't believe you were able to swing that. I had roommates for like the first for for the first while I was in New York. I was just like not willing to go back. Yeah. I will say, so I love living alone. I, I also shop more than you do. I think. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I love living alone. I will say, I think it has made me a weirder person. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. It, it, I've gotten so much weirder because I'm just like so at home with like all my weird shit, and I'm like, well, this is how I do things. Yeah. If I ever did go back to living with somebody I would have like some explaining to do yeah um I also I really liked living with my boyfriend when I lived with a boyfriend like I feel like that's different than a roommate though because you're just like all right you're gonna have to deal with this yeah exactly um I also don't wear pants a ton which yeah if I had I mean a non if I had a non-boyfriend roommate would be awkward yeah Uh, but I love living by myself yeah same it's actually really funny so I in my bathroom, the toilet paper uh, holder is behind the door, and I never go to the bathroom with the door closed because I live by myself. Oh, yeah, same. And Tyrion gets so upset if I ever close the door to the bathroom. And so when I have company come, everyone's always like, where's the toilet paper? And I'm like, oh, it's on the back of the toilet. And they're like, why wouldn't you just replace it? And I was like, yeah. well, because like I don't close the door when I go to the bathroom because I live by myself. Yeah, that's And like, funny. I didn't realize it was weird until somebody else yeah, pointed yeah, it out. yeah. Um, but I love living by myself. I mean, I think like the only downside is that it costs yeah, it more, costs money, more money, especially so, living in New York. Yeah, it's but it's so worth it, I think. Our next question. Oh, this one is very timely for you. Yes. What are your favorite body and skincare products now that winter is here? I mean, hold up. Winter is not here. Winter is not here, you guys. It just turned fall like a month ago. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. You know what else is coming? The last season of Game of Thrones in January. Oh my god, finally. I, I think like, it's in January. I think it is. Like, what show makes you wait a year and a half for the last season? Yeah, but like, I'm still just as excited. Like, I am too. I didn't. They're not concerned with building momentum because yeah. they're just, they're going out. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what are you doing for your skin now that it's falling off? So, I'm all about oils. I love face oil. I love body oil. This time of year, what I do, I also love dry brushing. I forget to dry brush all the time, but when I do, my skin feels so good. So I'll dry brush before I get into the shower. Um, sometimes if I'm feeling very fancy, I'll like put on a body oil before I get into the shower. Usually one that has like aromatherapy 
um, oils in it just to like, it's more, that's more like a sensory thing. And then after I shower, I will use a body cream. My favorite body cream right now is Ren's body serum. It smells like a little bit like a creamsicle, but it's, um, Besides being super hydrating, it's packed with alpha hydroxy acids, so it exfoliates in addition to moisturizing. And then I'll put on a body oil afterwards. And I have a lot of body oils I like. I just got a new one from Votary that's like a special bedtime oil. But I like my holy grail body oil that I always use is everyday oil. Ooh. What about you? So I actually have a whole separate skincare routine that I do in the colder months than I do in the warmer months. So I use a different, like I use some of the same products, but I like switch it out for like way heavier products. I have super dry skin. Same. And I actually get eczema patches too when it gets really cold. So I also have like prescription ointment that I'll use oh, wow. if I get really, really dry. Yeah. Um. So usually, at, usually I use... During the summer, I use the same moisturizer during the day. And at night, I use the Goop day moisturizer. Mm -hmm. But I actually switch and I use their night moisturizer at night when it's cold out. It's like so You mean the night moisturizer at day? No, but I usually use the day for day and night during the summer. Oh, I see. Okay. And then I use the day one for day and the night one for night once it gets cold. Because have you ever tried the Goop night cream? Um, Yes, I have. It's so thick. It's really thick. So, and it's like really oily. Like you look like kind of a monster when you put it on. So I use that in the the winter. And then I also use a different eye cream. I use this one. I got it on Soko Glam, which is a Korean. Yeah, I love Soko Glam. It's definitely not natural, but it's called Etude House Moistful Collagen Eye Cream. And it's $19. So another under 30 thing. And the consistency is really strange. It's like this spongy solid thing almost but it's so thick so I use that as eye cream during the winter which I think makes a big difference and then I'm also a big fan of um putting on moisturizer and then sleeping in socks for my feet oh I love that yeah because I feel like my whole body just dries out yeah I completely dry out yeah I also really like in a pinch the eight hour cream as like a overnight treatment like I'll put I'll put on night cream and then I'll put that over it to like lock it in yeah I didn't even go over face but I'm gonna do a blog post about my face skincare this week so just go there I like can't even like my face routine is too long to tell it's long yeah (laughs) a lot of oils and a lot of moisturizer yeah and exfoliating I'm definitely a like lizardy creature in the winter I inherited it from my dad he has the driest skin and I do too I hate it I think I would rather have dry skin than oily skin. I think so, too. I think it depends. Although they say that dry people with oily skin look younger longer. Yes, they age better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's either one. Dry, I feel like, is easier to fix. Like, if I just had, like, oily patches and, like, tons of acne, like, yeah. that would be harder to fix. Yeah. So our next question, continuing with our grab bag theme, yes, is how do you make time for your girlfriends when everyone is so busy? So... I think you really just have to, first of all, you have to make the time, Um, right? And I think that friendships kind of ebb and flow. Like right now, there's a few of my close girlfriends I haven't seen in a couple months. And it's for no reason other than I haven't, usually I'm the one to reach out because I'm like the single childless one. So usually I will send an email and, and we'll like get something on the calendar, even if it's like for two or three weeks in advance. The other advice I would say is to, um, 
do something that you both need to do. Like I love going to a workout class with a girlfriend um, and then like getting a juice afterwards or going and getting a manicure together. So it's like then you're at least like crossing something off of your to-do list. But um, and I know it's sad that manicures are on to-do list, but um, in this industry, no, we really, have to look good. That's so. really good advice. Yeah, that's like all I could think of. But I think it's really like if it's important, you have to find a way to make the time like and sometimes it's just like kind of like getting your workouts in, like planning it on the calendar a couple weeks in advance. Yeah, I would say that calendar invites is my biggest yeah. thing. So Grace was making fun of me because oh my God, this was we funny. were supposed to go out two weekends ago and she bailed because she was too tired. So I sent her a calendar. We rescheduled plans and I sent her a calendar invite that just said be young and have fun like there is no such thing as unscheduled like spontaneous fun plans anymore yeah so I feel like I was like this is like maybe it's it's discounting the young and fun part this is a google calendar invite no I like it it like needs to be in my calendar because otherwise I'll either you know schedule other things and like not have time to do it or be too tired like it needs to be in my calendar Mm -hmm. um because I'm just and like, we were young and we were fun on yeah. Friday. We had a great night. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I'll just procrastinate on it, you know? Yeah. So our next question. Oh, wait. I have another thing. Oh. The other thing that I think I value more as I'm older, which probably was not accessible to me when I was younger, is going on girls' trips. Yes. That trip we had with Jackie this summer was so nice. Yeah. It's like a lot of quality time. Yeah. So it's like you pack in all of your quality time days into one trip. Yeah. Instead of like seeing them all the time. Because yeah. it's so hard. Like Jackie lives in San Francisco. I'm yeah. maybe in San Francisco once a year. So I feel like planning a trip with somebody to like really get some QT with them is, yeah, is that's like the another best. thing that as you get older and friendships are harder to maintain, mm-hmm. I feel like you also a lot of times have more disposable income so you can like plan a trip and be like cool like we don't see each other often but let's go get like five days of quality time yeah the next question is any tips for making a rental apartment more homey so I feel like this is such a specific thing um, because it really depends on your taste on your home um, on what your landlord is going to um, allow you to do because you said rental like there are some things like like that I did like I took the knobs off all of the cabinets in my kitchen and I saved them for when I move out and replaced them with these like really pretty like burnished gold knobs um, the other thing you can do is like paint if you can I painted my floors my and my floors were like this terrible plywood that looked like it was it was absolute shit so um, I got permission from my landlord and did that you could also try removable wallpaper which is amazing um, but then just like things that make it a little bit more homey, I would say, is I love a floating bookshelf. I have these two um, in the corner of my living room, and everyone always asks, like, how do you stack your books, those piles so high? I'm like, no, they're just shelves. So you can get those on Amazon. I love um, just making sure that there's lots of cozy blankets and pillows around. Um, I love a good candle. Like, I think that, you know, the way your apartment smells, like, also goes a long way to making it feel homey. Um... And I'd say plants. Plants, like, really breathe life into a space. Like, they make the air cleaner. They're pretty to look at. Like, I just feel so happy looking at my plants. What about you? Well, so I kind of, like, learned my way through this a couple of years ago. So when I moved into my apartment, the longest that I'd ever lived anywhere had been maybe 18 months. Oh, wow. And so 
when I moved into this apartment, it was kind of with the assumption that it was a temporary place, that it wasn't somewhere that I was going to be for a while. And then I kept renewing my lease because I really love my apartment. And it suddenly got to the point where I'd been there for three years. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not leaving so immediately. And maybe I should like do some things to make this place homier instead of like, you know, having Ikea furniture and like having it be kind of like an in-between space. So I actually um, did a... So I signed up for Home Polish, which is an interior decorating service because I am also very indecisive. And I knew that if I left it up to myself, I would just like find a bunch of things that I wanted, but then never pull the trigger on it. So I had an interior decorator who helped um, style the place, but then also helped me pick things. And I did like, I think it was like a 10 hour package. So it wasn't like a full service, like interior decorator, but it was really helpful And um, I think the things that made the most difference in making my apartment feel really homey was I got a um, pretty expensive like statement rug. And -hmm. I think having a cool rug like definitely makes the space feel like it has an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, Even if you have like more neutral furniture. Yeah. Um, I also painted an accent wall and... I think I'll probably have to paint it back or like pay when I leave. But at this point, I was like, well, I'm going to stay here for a while. Like painting one wall when I leave, like isn't the end of the yeah, world. Yeah. So I wasn't going to paint my, like my whole apartment, but I was like, well, I'll paint one one wall so that like my living room has more of like a, a vibe to it. Yeah. And then the other thing that the interior decorator was like really, really insistent about was switching out light fixtures. So you have recessed lighting in your apartment. But in my apartment, I have these like... Do you know those light fixtures that kind of look like a boob? Yeah, the boob lights are the ugliest things in the world. Right. Yeah. So I had never, I don't know, it, it felt really out of out of my realm to like yeah. switch them. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's ugly, yeah. but like what am I going to do? I still want to switch the lights out in my bedroom, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Well, so I got just like a drum light on, I think it was on West Elm. It was like 50 bucks. It was very inexpensive. Yeah. Um. And I had a task rabbit come over and I was shocked. He like switched it out in, I don't know, like 20 minutes or something. Like it was not a big deal. Like yeah. I thought it was going to be this huge annoying thing. Yeah. It's so easy. And then I, I saved the light so I can switch it when I leave or like the light fixture was 50 bucks and I've lived there. I mean, at this point I've lived there for like six years. Like at some point I might just be like, I've amortized the cost. I don't really care enough to like pay yeah. somebody to switch it. Yeah. So those are kind of the things that I did that made a difference. And I think the other thing is just like starting to invest in better products where, you know, I had always had like IKEA dressers and, you know, like a cheap coffee table because I was thinking that they were going to be things that like would get moved around a lot and have to go to a bunch of different places like it wasn't a permanent thing. So I also just like started to invest in some better furniture where furniture is expensive, but if you think of it relative like you're using it every day, like I don't know. I think like my expensive coffee table was like, I don't know, $600 or something like compared to clothing that you wear. I completely agree. Yeah. Like you maybe wear a really fancy expensive dress like once a quarter. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Like you use your furniture every day. So it feels somewhere where I was like more comfortable spending money to upgrade rather than like clothes or something that, you know, you only use sporadically. I could not agree more with that philosophy. So our next question um, is about friendships again. Well, it's a, a kind of a mix of things, but um, 
This person asks, what are the major differences between your 20s and 30s with friendships and family relationships? Well, it's kind of, we were talking about this the other night when we were out with Stanley. Yeah. Where I feel like in my 20s, I had like a big group of friends and we always went and did group things. Yeah. And I feel like in my 30s, I do fewer group things and I do more one-on-one things. Yes. I'm a big fan. And the girls on Forever 35 were talking about this too, um, about um, just like how it, like one of them said she really prefers like an individual or like a small group hang. Yeah. I really love hanging out with like one or two other people. I mean, I think also the places that you go are really different. Like, not that I was ever like a nightclub person, but you know, you go out to like loud, yeah. like now it's just like you crazy want bars when you're 20 and now you like Where go. Where can we sit and talk? Yeah. So I feel like the depth of your friendships is is more nuanced because you are not only not hanging out in groups, but you're usually somewhere quiet with seating because mm-hmm. you're old and, you know, if you're going to be out of your house at 11 o'clock at night, you better be sitting. Totally. I also think it just gets a lot easier. Like, I think in your 20s, like, I'd have friends that were mad at me or, like, friend drama or, like, and this, like, big group of friends. And now I have fewer friends. But, like, we're all older and we just have a – you just have a stronger sense of who you are and, like, what you want in a friend. And so I think a lot of those, like, more peripheral friends were um, kind of, like, you know, they're leading their lives. We never had, like, a a friend breakup or anything, but it's – we're just not close anymore whereas the people who really mattered a lot to you and are you're really close with you make the time for yeah totally I feel like you have less peripheral friends where you're like I can barely keep up with the people that I like really love like I don't need to see this random person you know once every three months for dinner totally like seeing like my five best friends in the city and my sister is like that's plenty yeah and maybe I'll see like an acquaintance friend like once a month um So then another person, again, we're just moving all over the place um, with these questions, asked us, I love this question because I love talking about it, um, is what are your favorite podcasts? Well, besides listening to us talk, of course. I always listen to our episodes on Wednesday. Well, it counts as a download. I need to like help with our stats. I'm such a narcissist. Sometimes I listen to our podcast twice, like once before I upload it and then once we post live. Oh, I do too. Um, But you know what? It's like, it's really fun to... We also have to do our social media and remember what we talked right, about. Right. But um, it's fun. Sometimes I'm like, we were really good in this episode. Other episodes, I'm like, ooh, that felt a little slow. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the ones I love, like I'd say I really listen to podcasts as a mix of politics to kind of stay informed or um, comedy to entertain me. So I'd say the four that I never miss an episode from are Pod Save America, Hysteria, which is the new woman's podcast from Crooked Media, um, you Up, which is the funny dating podcast from Jared Freed and Jor- Jordana Abramson. And Girls Gotta Eat, which is another funny dating um, podcast. I also love the TED Talks podcasts from time to time. I love Last Scene, which was our obsession last week. Mm-hmm. It's um, this really great like um, crime podcast about the Isabella Stewart Gardener Museum heist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started listening to another funny podcast, which is just called Guys We Fucked. And it's very funny. It's actually really smart because these two women are like, they're talking about dating. And I thought it was going to be way more raunchy because of the title. Right. And it's not. They're like very like, they're great. They're both feminists and they're both like very interesting and very smart. But they also talk about like dating and sex and they're both very funny. 
you love dating podcasts. I do. Is it because you like feel like you learn things from them or is it because you feel like they like it empathize you I think like, it's because I can empathize and I'm like yes what like why do people do that like why does every guy just want to like sleep with you and then like stalk your Instagram forever like I like I just don't understand um so I just I feel like I like I have also learned a lot like Jared on you up I feel like I'm like I have this like male like spy telling me everything guys are thinking and like <laughs> why they behave that way and I'll be like oh like Jared was kind of a dick this week but then I'm like but what he said is so true um so I like love him and I love that podcast okay yeah what about you um so I would say my four can't miss podcast so the first one is who weekly which is a celebrity gossip podcast about d-list celebrities and like it's just very funny like I like both of the hosts a lot like there's like a whole cultish like inside jokes realm around the podcast like I'm just like very addicted to it Um, I'm also very into their Facebook group like I stand for who weekly okay um I love forever 35 I feel like it's um they usually have pretty good guests, which I really like. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of authors on. So, yeah. and they don't, they sometimes talk about the author's books, but they more so talk about the authors as people. So I always really like that. Like they had, they've had Jasmine Guillory on, who is the author of The Wedding Date. Um, they've had, um, who was the author of uh, The Summer of Jordi Perez? I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, what is her name? Um, Amy Spaulding. Amy Spaulding. So I like, hearing authors talk about things outside of their books and like who they are as people and I just like really like their relationship like I think it's similar to us in that it's like two friends who are actually friends in real life who are just like talking about their lives yeah so into that into last scene obviously obviously I mean I know how it ends because the the case hasn't been solved but I still can't stop listening very addicted and then I think I've talked about this here, but there's this podcast I love that's called The Great Debates, and they actually just came back from a break. Okay. And it's these two guys who are both comedy TV writers, and they, every episode, they debate a, like, very inane topic very, very seriously. Mm. And so, like, one of, like, a very old episode that I just thought was, like, very funny was they had an episode that was, like, it would be it would be cool if the Pope had an affair with Maura Tierney and one of them takes the pro and one of them takes the cons and they like (laughs) battle it out. Like they're very serious about it. Like it's very funny. That's really funny. So I'm very into that. Okay. I would say those are my like top four. There's a bunch of other ones that I like will casually listen to, but don't get every episode. Yeah. I've got a lot of casual listens too. Like I like the Skinny Confidential. Mm. She's another one. I like Second Life. Oh, yeah, I like that one, too, yeah. with Hillary. But I don't always listen to it. It depends yeah. who the guest is. It depends on the guest. Yeah. Agreed. So the next question is, how do you handle work stress? Any tips for not bringing stress home with you? Mm, this is so hard. I'm not good at this. Well, I Especially if you work from home, it's weird because home is where the stress is. Yeah. I think that boundaries is really key because yes. sometimes I find myself – working not because something is really important or really time sensitive it's because I'm like stressing myself out about it for no reason because it's just like a thing on my to-do list and I feel like I need to check it off yeah like it's about me more than it's about the thing that I'm doing yeah so I try to have pretty clear boundaries with myself where I try not to work on weekends unless something truly is 
yeah on fire or like needs to be handled like yeah. I just like shut off my to-do list in my brain and I'm like no yeah I can wait um so I think that's having boundaries is like one thing that I try to do um that's a really good one what I think the other thing is like scheduling um since I've been working from home is like scheduling my work hours and being uh-huh. like I'm only going to work from like whatever hour to whatever hour even if it's not like a traditional yeah work schedule where like maybe I'm like oh I'm gonna work from like 11 to 7 yeah like having it in my calendar that this is when I'm gonna work so that work isn't all the time whenever Mm -hmm. like I think that that that's helped me too I like that I would also add like yoga meditation anything that like really forces you to like get out of your head yeah exercise yeah I kind Mm -hmm. of also like depending on my stress, I do different things. Like if I'm like angry stress, which doesn't happen that often, um, I will like want to run like really fast on the treadmill and just run until I like can't run anymore or, but usually it's, it's, um, yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also feel like you keep less traditional work hours. Like you do a lot of night work and like, I'm trying to keep to a nine to five, like or a nine to six, but Mm -hmm. it's harder. I, I do work out in the middle of the day, but I try to keep like rather traditional hours. It's just hard because I always have to put up an Instagram at night because that's when there's mm-hmm. the best time. And then I have to be on there like responding to comments and all of that to help boost engagement. So there's like weird blog related, very, there's really weird blog specific stuff yeah. that um, I just have to be working. Yeah. But I'm trying because like. Well, you also, if anyone else is in a similar situation too, you also have like no notifications on, on your phone. Yeah. So that. Because your phone is yeah, be blowing up. Like, I bet no, that helps with stress. I don't have any notifications except for Headspace. <laughs> Andy tells me to go to bed. And, like, this past week I've been out, like, a lot later than usual. And Andy is, like, telling me to go to bed at 11. And I'm like, sorry, Andy. It's not happening. <laughs> sorry, Andy. I'm still out. Yeah. I'm at dinner still. I'm still out. Yeah. It was 11. And I was like, yeah, I'm not even winding down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I would say that those things all really help. Um, but it's... It's hard, especially if you're self-employed. It's it's really hard. Like, I find that I can't turn off. And, like, today I got a, a DM. Like, I've been getting DMs from from Instagram followers. It feels like this, there's, like, this whole outrage culture. And I'll do something so innocent. And people will get so mad at me for it. And I'm just like, this is not everything has to be a statement, you guys. Like, it's just, like, something that's meant to be funny or cute. Yeah. Like, when I showed those dogs and... I got all these people like coming after me for supporting puppy mills. Oh, I don't think I saw that. And that was a while ago. I was like, I'm not supporting puppy mills. I was showing you a cute animal. Yeah. Or this week when I shared a story about Daphne, people were like, you should be saying that girls are smart and pretty doesn't matter. I was like, it's just a cute story, you guys. Yeah. So that like raises the stress up. The internet is an angry place. Yeah. It's so angry. Like I am so proud of like how far our country has come but not everything is a statement and sometimes something's just a cute little story yeah and that's all it is yeah yeah so I want to talk about our obsessions and everything we're reading but first we should talk about our other sponsor yes so our our second sponsor is HelloFresh and we also really love HelloFresh it is a meal kit delivery service which I kind of liken to cooking class in a box um, because it shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Yes. 
So HelloFresh has three plans to choose from. You can get classic, veggie, or family. We both got the classic plan. And they have really great recipes that are way more creative than I would usually make for a weeknight meal. Yeah. So one of my favorites that I I tried was um, a balsamic pork with figs. And it was so tasty. It was also really easy. Yeah. They have step-by-step instructions. They all have photos so that, you know, even I can't screw it up. And it was super easy, but really something that was a treat on a Wednesday to make. Yeah, and it's so easy. All of the recipes come with step-by-step photo instructions. Um, Another thing that I think makes it really easy is like the pre-measured ingredients. So for me, I always find myself like if I'm trying recipes at home, I have so many spices from buying like this one obscure spice. And um, so I have all these spices that I never use, but I don't throw them out because I'm like, well, I might make that one random chili dish like another time and I don't want to buy it again. Yeah. So I love that they give you everything like all like portioned out. Yes. And I am I am a lazy cook, so it is great not to have to worry about planning dinner. It mm-hmm. saves me from ordering takeout when I get hangry and I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to think about it. I don't want to like shop and have to figure this out. So that's a huge plus in my book that like it's one thing that they just take off my to-do list. And it's quick. Each recipe only takes about 30 minutes. Um, again, everything's pre-measured and handy little um, labeled meal kits so you know like which ingredients go where. Yes. So it's a great way to get out of your cooking comfort zone or get out of a cooking rut and try something new. Um, We love HelloFresh. I'm always really excited when they sponsor the podcast and we get to use it. Yeah. Um, Maybe now that I'm maybe now that I have a refrigerator, (laughs) I'm going to use our code. Yeah. So we have a special offer where you can get $60 off. That's $20 off each of your first three orders with the code BOP60 at HelloFresh.com backslash BOP60. So again, you can get $60 off. That's $20 off each of your first three orders with code BOP60 at HelloFresh.com backslash BOP60. Yeah, so go get your cooking class in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about obsessions. Becca, Please. what are you obsessed with right now? So I told you I'm having a really cozy moment. Yes. And it's I, all about nesting this month. It really is. I bought this candle. I bought it at Whole Foods, actually. It's from a company called Brooklyn Candle Co. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they have it at all Whole Foods or if they just have it in New York because we're near Brooklyn. I have no idea. Um, And the scent is called Montana Forest. And it's my like smell of the fall. Mm, I have to smell this one. I haven't Uh, smelled it. It tastes, it tastes, it smells like a Christmas tree farm. Like it's just like piney and like woody and nice. It smells really good. I'm really snobby when it comes to candles I feel like I have a sensitive nose and I don't like a lot of things yeah so I like only like very specific things for home sense yeah yeah and um I'm really into this I bought it last week and I've burned half the candle yeah I've like started a nice little ritual where when I am working from home I light a candle that like signifies the start of my work day I'm like oh I'm gonna get cozy I'm gonna like light my candle so I've been going through it I burn candles all day long, so I, I go through them like water. I know you do. Like it's there's you right now have we have two burning. Going. Mm-hmm. I like that though. I yeah. feel like your house always smells good and it like feels homey. Yeah, I think I'm paranoid because I have a cat and I like change his litter every day, but like still I have a cat, so yeah. I go through like extra things to make it smell good. Yeah, but try this candle. Get okay. it at your Whole Foods or come to my okay. apartment and smell it. I'm gonna get it. I have to go to Whole Foods this week, so I'll, that'll be like my incentive. And it's not that expensive. I think it was $24, which like... That's nice. Is a, Some is, of my candles are way too yeah. bougie. 
So ask me my obsession. What's your obsession? My obsession is my Aether puffer coat. Um, and what I, because apparently we're into puffer coat weather. Um, what I love about it is it's like a wool. It's, um, it's a puffer, but it's not nylon. It's like that oh. wool. Um, it's like, it's just like, it makes it feel like a little bit elevated, like a little more, it's not like a formal puffer coat, but it's, Oh, I want to see this. covered in like a thin, versus instead of being nylon, it's like a thin wool. Huh. But it's still like filled with down and it's super warm. Okay. I'll show it to you when when, when we finish. The other one, and I just love it because it's really, really warm, but it feels like a little more dressy than a regular old puffer. Um, My other thing is something I discovered this weekend in Bedford, and that is Nest. I I love Nest candles. I always get um, their holiday candles especially Mm -hmm. like the fireplace one but my friend Deirdre had the Sicilian tangerine candle it smells so good I was I I'm like such a snoop like I was just like wandering around the guest room seeing what there was and I was I picked up this candle and was like oh my god it smells so good I need to smell this I think that they also have a perfume Mm -hmm. that is I think Sicilian they have tangerine. a tangerine perfume. And it's my friend Lauren's vacation fragrance. So every time I go on vacation with her, she's always wearing it. I'm always like, what is that? Oh, I love that she has a vacation fragrance. Yeah. I do that too. Mine would be the cookie cookie um, cocoa cocoa candle. I mean, Ooh. or I have the candle and the perfume, but yeah. What about on Instagram? What are you obsessed with on Instagram? So mine this week is a clothing brand that I really love. Um, and it's called Hemant and Nandita. And so the Instagram is just Hemant, H-E-M-A-N-T, Nandita, N-A-N-D-I-T-A. And they just have these really beautiful, like, um, dresses and, like, caftans and things. It's really cool. Oh, I need to look this up. I've never heard of it. It's a good one. What are you obsessed? What's yours? So mine is a a home brand slash store, and it's called Alfie, and it's um, at a-E-L-F-I-E underscore. Ooh. And I cannot take credit for this. This is actually something that Jackie sent me a few nights ago. And she was like, this is very you. And it's this. Um, oh, it's so you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's scary. It's like your if your brain. I know. Like all these graphic prints it's, and this these like that yeah, Mexican it's a lot of embroidery like, that you like. Yeah, it's a lot of like. Um, cool, colorful rugs and like art and things like that. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm into this. Like, oh, it's cool. So I've been following them and I'm like, I keep stopping when I get to their posts and being like, oh, I want that. And then I like look up how much it is. And I was like, nope. That's funny. What about reading? Um, so I've been reading The Witch Elm by Tana French. Um, Tell me what that is. All of my blog readers are always like, her books are so great. You is need it to murdery? read it. Um, no. So it's all her books are mysteries, and I think it's going to become murdery. But um, what's happened so far is that this the ma- the main character is like this charming, charismatic guy in in um, Dublin, and nothing bad has ever happened to him. And then he um, is the victim of a terrible robbery where he gets like beaten to a pulp and it like almost dies. And then he um, moves home to his like family estate to help take care of his uncle who's dying, and then they find a skull in the backyard. And then I think a mystery is about to unfold. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I need to put it down to read this week's book, which we're going to talk about in a second, because I'm a little bit stressed because we have to record that next weekend. And I haven't even started reading it. Me either. So, whoops. Yeah. Sorry, podcast, but don't worry. We're both fast readers. We'll get there. Yeah. 
So I have not been doing a ton of reading because I've been doing a lot of knitting as a night oh, thing. See, I've been out reading. and socializing. Oh no, I've just been a homebody, but in a different vein than yeah, reading. That's so funny. I'm making, so I made a really cute hat for my friend Julie's baby, the striped hat that I showed you. Yeah, you're, she's a really good knitter, you guys. And then I'm making mittens for my friend Kyle. I made him mittens last year that we call his big gay mittens that are that. like these like rainbow color change mittens that I made for him but I made it with very thick wool so they weren't very um strong and they're kind of like coming apart a little bit so I'm making him better big gay mittens for this year so I've been busy knitting and not reading that much but then today earlier I was like in my very cozy mood and I wanted a comfort read and I Mm -hmm. saw on Instagram somebody was uh somebody that I follow was reading the Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Mm-hmm. And I remember loving that book so much, but I really could not tell you what happened in the book. So I was like, I'm going to reread it. So I picked it up earlier. I'm like 150 pages in. It's very, very good if you've never read it before or if you've read it. I read it. I think it came out in 2011. And I think that's when I read it. So seven years later, I don't have a ton of recollection about it. So I'm reading that. I'm really enjoying it. But I'm with you. I need to switch over. We need to both buckle down and read this week's book. Which I've heard is so good. It's supposed to be amazing. And I it's think about I'm magic. Start it tonight. I know. I love anything with magic. I know. So next week, it's kind of fitting. It's um, a book about magic that we're reading on our episode that comes out on Halloween. Oh, my God. We totally planned that. No, we didn't. We did not plan that. So um, the book is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. And it is about... It's set in West Africa. It's about a tribe of girls uh, who are rising up against the monarchy because magic has been stolen and they want to get it back. So So we're very excited. Um, I've heard tons of good things. And it's a trilogy. And the second book comes out. That's the last thing I need is to be like into another trilogy well the second book comes lose, out early next year i think i become so antisocial whenever i get a trilogy in my hands well um so please read along with us and join us next week yes and as always please leave us a rating or review in the itunes store and follow yes. us on instagram at bad on paper podcast and tell a friend yeah telling help your friend really helps um it helps us grow and hopefully we'll be able to do even more episodes um but right, yeah, we got to yeah. keep ourselves going so we can yeah. have Daphne on in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She writes her book. Yes. So uh, please follow us and leave a rating and review. Tell a friend. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Bye.